This week in South Baltimore. Sobo Hun. Brought to you by SouthBmore.com. Baltimore, it's the city I adore. Be in Baltimore, rich to be in Baltimore poor. It's the city always searching, never finding a cure. But baby, nothing can replace my Baltimore. What's going on, Kevin? Welcome back to the podcast. How things been going, man? What you been doing around town? What's been going on with you lately? Not too much. Just uh, successfully got all the young kids off to daycare, so I feel like I've lost a uh, tough battle against the Steelers, but it's time to start my work day. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> about uh, Christmas season. Seems like things are coming together. Uh, it's looking good around the neighborhood. We got the gazebo at Riverside Park all lit up. I know uh, there's all kinds of good light displays around the neighborhood, so it's, I guess... The most wonderful time of the year. Wow, Kev, I didn't know you had such a great singing voice. I guess we're going to have to move from a podcast to an album now. Let's do that. We just made history. That's the first time anybody ever said I had a great singing voice. And it might be the, starting off on the right foot. It might be the last time anybody says it, but hey, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, yeah, it was at the gazebo lighting in Riverside Park the other night, and uh, everybody seemed to have a good time. Didn't expect it to be 65 degrees in the beginning of December here, but weather was great. Hope everybody's going to have a good, productive, healthy, happy holiday season here, and especially around South Baltimore. Dude, we've got lots of development going on, but today I'm excited for your interview with Laurie Schwartz from Waterfront Partnership. Yeah, this is a great interview we did, Laurie Schwartz. She's the president of Waterfront Partnership of Baltimore. They just unveiled an exciting new project, phase one of the redevelopment of Rash Field down there at the Inner Harbor right next to Federal Hill. So this park has all kinds of cool assets like a skate park, uh, multiple play spaces for kids, an overlook looking at the Inner Harbor. So they just open up phase one, but they're also looking forward to a phase two, which will tackle the section of the park, which currently has the volleyball courts and kind of a running track and bleachers, you know, uh, Rashfield was once a high school football stadium, and now they're reimagining it to uh, get all kinds of new uses down there for locals, for tourists, for people working in the area. So we're going to talk to Lori about Rashfield. We're also going to talk about different things going around, going on around the Inner Harbor, her thoughts on the Harbor Place pavilions. Those have been stuck in a receivership and uh, not a lot of progress being made there, but she's hopeful that that'll change soon. Harbor Point is also going to add another waterfront park. So really, we, uh, we take a look at Rashfield, but also, I mean, It's been a long journey for the inner harbor of Baltimore from uh, an industrial past to really a a vibrant waterfront in a big city. So we talked to her about all of that, and uh, it's a a cool interview. Yeah, there's just so much awesome stuff going on down there. I love Rashfield. The kids love playing in that awesome new uh, skate park and the awesome new playground down there. And just excited to see what's, what's going on. I know there's a lot more construction, so looking forward to this interview. And thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Make sure you tell your friends about it. Like, subscribe. Hey, Lori, thanks for joining me today. Hi, Kevin. Great to be with you today. Awesome. Well, it sounds like exciting times at the Inner Harbor. Phase one of Rashfield has opened to the public. So tell us a little bit about this new project that just opened. Rashfield Park is an incredible destination for people of any age. It just opened in early November, and it's incredibly heavily used already. It has all kinds of features for people of different ages, including Jake's Skate Park, which is a really wonderful place for youth and children to skate. They're skating all hours of the day, evening, mornings. It's always busy. There are several play areas for children, an adventure play area that includes these terrific climbing towers and a rope bridge and a huge slide a nature play area for children to learn about nature and and touch different textures to learn about, 
um, different plant species and different materials. It has a shade lawn for anybody who wants to just kick back and sit and relax and look out at the boats. And a pavilion, the BGE Pavilion, will be opening a cafe come spring. So it's just a terrific spot. Um, it also features this overlook that isn't as high and glamorous a view as one would get from Federal Park, but doesn't require the number of steps either to get up to. It's just beautiful and already a place for um, engagements and family photos. It's just an incredible park. And a, a good place to walk that dog too, I'm sure. It is. We have lots of dogs. We're very pet friendly, although there are a lot of children, so that we hope People walking their pets will steer clear of kids, and some might be f- afraid of animals. Sure. Well, yeah, I've been down there a bunch of times, and you're right. There are just a lot of people down there, especially especially at the skate park. So it sure is nice to see so many people at the Inner Harbor. So tell me, who are some of the partners that came together to make this phase of the project possible? Well, the city was the first partner to step up, and we had the support of many mayors because... As you might expect, it takes a long time to generate the kind of funding. It was $10.5 million from the city. So it started with Mayor Rawlings Blake. And we also received support from um, Mayor Pugh and and Mayor Young, as well as Mayor Scott, to get to that 10.5 and to the ribbon cutting. The state stepped forward um, along with the city. Councilman Eric Costello was incredible helping to support this project. And at the state, the 46th district, we wouldn't have been able to do it without them. From Senator Ferguson to Delegates Learman and Klippinger and and, uh, Robin Lewis, along with uh, Appropriations Chair Maggie McIntosh. They were incredibly helpful. We received uh, $4.5 million from the state. And then from the private sector, it started with BGE. Um, who's sponsoring the pavilion and the nature play area, T. Rowe Price, Brown Advisory, M&T Bank, down to $5 from some youth who um, were friends with Jake who wanted to support Jake's skate park. So it's been an incredible outpouring of support from everybody. Wow, that's cool. That's awesome to see some of the uh, some of the young kids becoming uh, becoming boosters already. And I've actually played volleyball down there for many years. I'm actually a skateboarder as well, so I certainly love Rash Field. But I remember back in 2005 when I was playing volleyball, there was a there was a petition going around trying to prevent Rash Field from becoming a parking garage and then a park. So I know there's been plans to renovate this park for a really long time. So how exciting is it to finally kind of cut a ribbon and, and get a new phase of Rash Field after so many years of, I guess, the thought process and the planning and all of that? So how does it feel now just to have some some fruits of your labor? It is a real thrill, um, Kevin. There were a lot of organizations and agencies who said it had to be done. Um, the partnership knew it could tackle it, um, take on the fundraising and the planning, and then the city asked us to build it as well. So it is a real thrill to have cut the ribbon and even more so just see children playing in the park and seeing it filled with families. It's it's incredibly exhilarating. Sure. And to those who aren't familiar, tell us a little bit more about Waterfront Partnership, how, how you guys uh, fit into Baltimore City and, and certainly the Inner Harbor in this project. Well, the Waterfront Partnership is a nonprofit organization and a business improvement district, very similar to Downtown Partnership. And we operate just along the waterfront in neighborhoods, including the Inner Harbor, Harbor East, Harbor Point, and Fells Point. 
A primary focus, however, is the Inner Harbor. And we have a board of directors that includes public and private sector uh, representatives. And we have some of the uh, typical business improvement services, clean and safe services, but we also focus a lot on on landscaping and eco-friendly landscaping. We've transitioned all the planting, I'd say 99% of the planting around the Inner Harbor, around the whole waterfront to native plants to align ourselves with the proper plantings that one might see in the Chesapeake Bay region. And we also host a lot of events, all aimed at families in Baltimore and aimed to have affordable, either free or low cost, like our skating rink is the only thing we charge for, and that's low cost, as low cost as we can make it. What kind of feedback have you received in these first few weeks of the new rash field being open? What, what, what are people telling you? It's been really well received, and families, especially so many families from Federal Hill, Locust Point, South Baltimore, just walk over to the park, and you know, you'll see on a Saturday morning how popular it is with the strollers, we should have built a stroller parking lot. We didn't need a car lot. We need a stroller parking lot, um, which is a great sign of success. Um, so we're really hearing um, positive things about the park. We've gotten some good tips on ideas for the second phase, and we'll be getting started planning for that shortly. But the feedback has been really, really strong, especially Jake Skate Park has been incredibly popular with skaters of all ages. Yeah. And I must say as somebody who's lived in South Baltimore a long time, I don't think I've been down to Rashfield yet without seeing at least a couple of people I know. So certainly South Baltimore's obviously giving that a lot of traffic and it, it certainly appears it's certainly a mix too of people from all over going down there. I guess there's no time to rest. I know you guys are already looking into phase two, which will tackle the area where the, the volleyball courts and the Pride of Baltimore Memorial and, and some bleachers are. So tell us a little bit about what we're going to see in phase two. Well, we're going to be starting um, an outreach process in the coming months, and um, that's really to test out the conceptual ideas that we and Rec and Parks have for Phase 2, which is focused first and foremost, keeping beach volleyball. There'll be new courts that'll be um, realigned so that it's not one long linear set of courts, but they'll be stacked or, or tiered. And also there'll be jogging paths. There will be uh, outdoor exercise equipment because we really want to see the second phase be focused on um, recreation, but also fitness and wellness. And we have some interest from um, prospective sponsors in the wellness field and think that, you know, we can really make a contribution to the community by providing um, fitness equipment and a whole series of programming in the better weather. Um, to help people get in shape and, and stay in shape. We currently, we've had for about eight years, thanks to Metafast, our waterfront wellness program. And it's one of the most popular programs we have. It's free exercise classes, fitness classes on the waterfront in the warmer months. And given the popularity of that and what we hear from people, we think the phase two focus on health and wellness is going to be really hitting the mark. And the renderings we've seen for phase two, are those kind of, will you kind of just kind of refine what's already there? Or is there any chance for real, real big changes to what we've already seen? Well, we'll see what we hear from the um, outreach sessions. You know, we may hear that, I don't know what, people may want a roller skating rink or, 
a tennis court. I, you know, it's, we just don't know what we'll hear. It depends on the feedback we get. We'll be floating the conceptual plans that have been prepared to date and getting feedback, seeing if that still rings true, if there are other features that people would like to see. And I have to ask, because I always know where the, uh, I always get these comments on our social media and, and on our page. There's a huge dog community in South Baltimore. So is there any chance of some kind of dog park or dog area in phase two? We'll see what comes up in the outreach sessions and, and uh, how it might fit, if it would in the overall scheme of the plans. I, I just can't say it's too early to, to say. Sure. And is there any timeline for phase two as far as seeing a concrete plan and then shovels in the ground? So much of it depends on funding and we're only just starting to fundraise for phase two. So I think it will be quicker than in phase one because we didn't have something to point to. And we now have phase one, an incredible park that's filled with people being well used by the community. And so I'm hoping that'll help us fund phase two more quickly than it it took us to fund phase one. But that's what it depends on. Sure. And is there an approximate budget for phase two? Well, if it stays about what the conceptual drawings show, it's estimated to be around 12 to 14 million. Phase one was 16.8 million. Part of that cost, which we'd like it to be even less, I mean, a big part of the cost is just the earthwork and soil remediation because um, the soil was somewhat dirty and had to be dug out, hauled away, new clean earth brought in. There's a big cost to that. Unfortunately, you don't see that, but we all know that there's a huge benefit to having clean site. You know, the building in phase one costs money and we won't have a building in phase two. We'll just have the additional costs for time. You know, construction costs are going up, everything is going up. So we're estimating 12 to 14 million. When the whole project is done, phase one and phase two, what type of landmark do you think Rashfield will be for the city? I mean, I'm sure it's exciting to you to, to be part of something that could leave a, a lasting imprint on the city. So just talk to me a little bit about the overall impact it'll have on the city. Well, I hope it'll be recognized as a kind of destination park, waterfront park, like Brooklyn Bridge Park and and other waterfront parks around the world. It's a place, as I said before, where people of all ages can enjoy, and especially the cafe hasn't even opened yet. That's going to be a terrific draw with outdoor tables and chairs, and people can just meet up together for a salad or a sandwich or just to sit under the amphitheater shade structure and enjoy the space. So I think it's going to add to the allure of the city. It is another free attraction, which I think is really important at the harbor to have a mix of the wonderful Science Center and National Aquarium, and also to have a a major free, enjoyable space and attraction that people can enjoy. And tell us a little bit about the history of Rashfield. Obviously, if you kind of see the uh, alignment, you could see it was kind of supposed to be, I guess, a high school football stadium at some point. So tell us a little bit about the history and I guess why, I guess, the previous design of Rashfield never quite took off. Well, it was originally designed just as a football field for Southern High School, Um, not just as. I mean, that's an important component. It was a neighborhood feature, intended to be a neighborhood feature. And um, as I understand it, Southern High School relocated not long after Rashfield opened, which is about 1976, 1978, and Southern High School built its own football field, so it no longer needed the field at Rashfield. And, you know, I think the focus for a long time was on the 
northern and western walls of the Inner Harbor, the Science Center, the Aquarium, Harbor Place. And so Rashfield stayed there as a spot for events. You know, it really has served as a great place for events like Light City and the Book Festival and so on and other privately sponsored events. But as you know, as you noted before, so many people have said it needs to be developed, it should be developed. And back in 2012, when Waterfront Partnership, working with GBC and the city released the Inner Harbor 2.0 plan, everyone agreed that it was time to take on Rashfield, that Rashfield Park was the top priority out of 2.0. And that's when we all kind of doubled down and said, all right, we're going to make it happen. And Mayor Rawlings-Blake agreed to put the first tranche of funding in the city budget. And one thing that was very eye-catching in that Inner Harbor 2.0 plan was that potential walking bridge from Federal Hill to Harbor East. Is that something realistic that maybe could happen in the future? I think it's possible. There, And it's something, you know, it's very aspirational, but um, could be really iconic for the city. And it will require a lot of engineering studies, maritime engineering studies to make sure that the Harbor Foundation can support that. And and what the cost would be is obviously a major factor as well. But there are a lot of people that do support it. It's a big ticket item. No doubt it will be. I'd sure love to see it. And Rashfield's a higher priority first, but someday would love to take that on as well. Sure, that would certainly make uh, the Harbor East to Federal Hill connection much more dynamic as far as people that live in either place having more options to eat and shop. And certainly then I guess you could also make it where it's a, a fitness loop in a way where people could go for a walk or take a run and loop right around the harbor. It would. And I think it would reduce a lot of the traffic sure. along Pratt and Light as well. Speaking of other sections of the harbor, the Harbor Place pavilions have been in receivership for several years, and I know a lot of people are looking are hoping to see that resolved. What is the status of that? And in Waterfront Partnership's opinion, what's the best use for those those pavilions? Million dollar question there, sixty million dollar question there. I like others uh, remain hopeful. I do think it will change ownership. It's it's taking a lot longer than any of us wanted or hoped or thought it would. It's taken me a long time to come to the conclusion, but I have, that I'm on the side of demolition. It hurts to say that because I think the pavilions are so unique and, and such a great part of the Baltimore skyline, even at just two stories. But I think it's time to have a whole new concept and look for that portion of the Inner Harbor. I think it should go back to what it was in the very beginning, perhaps a more intensive use above the, the first two levels, but certainly at the first two levels, unique shops, but this time they've got to be all of Baltimore. You know, it's got to be, we have so many unique makers and small and minority owned businesses and artists. And I think it it really should be the best of Baltimore and a showcase for what talents Baltimore has and the creativity that we have here. And And in doing that, I think we'll create a space that Baltimoreans will want to come to and and appreciate and be proud of. And we all know tourists like to be where locals are. So I think that kind of showcase will also be unique and authentic um, and become a place that visitors will want to come see as well. Sure. And if, if anybody remembers sort of some of the earlier days of Harbor Place, there was there was a lot more small and local type businesses in there. And certainly over the years, it's transitioned more into more corporate and, and mall type attractions. So I'm sure a lot of people would love to see exactly what you're saying, more of the more of a showcase of local Baltimore. Now, if the pavilions were to get demolished, 
would that likely be something a new owner would do or would the city have to come in and do that and then put up an RFP for redevelopment after that? Do you have any idea how something like that might transpire? Well, hopefully a private developer will invest in the area and it'll be up to that developer and the city to and the community to determine what the best uses are. But um, the funding spent would likely come from the private sector than the public. So hopefully a private developer would see the value in putting different buildings there as opposed to what's what's already there. And if there's a chance of having private development, that's certainly a priority than having the city use its resources to go in and demolish and seek redevelopment. And are there any other projects going on around the Inner Harbor that, that are worth talking about? And obviously, you got the aquariums going to do some investments. And, you know, we see the Christmas Village down there at, at West Shore Park. Are there any other investments you wanted to, to know while, while you're on the podcast with us? Well, the water taxi terminal and... USS Constellation Museum will be um, opening uh, around the beginning of the year. We're war- working, of course, it's not as uh, visual um, on the land side, but on the water side on a blue way tra- uh, paddling trail. So there are a number of things underway. What I wanted to note before we focus on the future is really what's happening today, which is, I don't know if you've been down in the last week or so, but we've had record-breaking numbers at the ice rink. And to me, as well as the Christmas Village having record numbers, and I think it really reflects not only people's need to get back out and socialize and be, quote, normal, as normal as we can be right now, but to me, it shows that if we can have a quote, critical mass of activity at the harbor, which we haven't had for a long time, in part because of Harbor Place's decline. But now we have Rashfield Park, of course, the Science Center. We've got Christmas Village at West Shore Park. We've got the Ice Rink, National Aquarium. There's enough activity that people say, let's just go down for the day and explore everything there is to do. And we hadn't had that kind of level of activity before, but it shows me that once we offer enough free, low-cost, appealing attractions at the harbor, people will come and more people will come. So I'm really excited to see the kind of activity and the record-breaking numbers that we're seeing at the rink and Christmas Village is seeing, and of course we see at Rashfield Park. Certainly one thing I've seen all over my Facebook feed and a lot of people talking about is that Ferris wheel down at down at Christmas Village this year. And, you know, if you think about a place like National Harbor, one of their huge attractions is that Ferris wheel they have. Do you think a Ferris wheel in the inner harbor, is there any chance something like that could become more permanent? Would there be a spot that a Ferris wheel could kind of be year round around the inner harbor? So just to, to hear a little bit more from your social media, uh, people are saying it's a great thing. They like the Ferris wheel at, at Christmas Village. Yeah, oh yeah. I have a lot of friends who have young kids and so there's been a lot of pictures of people on that Ferris wheel with their kids and you know for a lot of people it's been a, you know it's almost like let's go down there and see the Ferris wheel and then they happen to hit Christmas Village while they're there. So it certainly seems like from my view it's been quite the attraction. Oh, that's nice to hear. Sure, I think there's always a possibility of of new attractions at the harbor and trying to find the key spot for it is um, part of the challenge, but there's a lot of open space at the harbor. And sure, I think that's always a possibility. Mm -hmm. And are you guys involved in the planning or development of the the waterfront park that will be at Harbor Point once, I guess, the Sandlot area kind of goes away, T-Row Price starts construction, and then they build that waterfront park there? Are, Are you guys involved in the planning of that park as well? 
Yes, yes, BD Development's the lead, but certainly, yes, we have been. It's going to be an, an incredible spot. I mean, kind of like a peninsula there. It's going to be a, a very dynamic park that will have not panoramic totally, won't be a 360 view, but just the view from that park is going to be incredible. Awesome. Well, very cool. Well, certainly if, if people remember, you know, the 70s and 80s and 90s, you know, the Baltimore's waterfront has come so far since then. And obviously with, with new things like Rashfield and Harbor Point and the further development of Federal Hill, there's there's becoming so many more waterfront options down there. And then really, if we could get those Harbor Place pavilions back on track, really, it, it could be such a strong harbor. So I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's exciting to you to take the long view and see all the progress, but I know there's always things you guys are working on. So very cool. And uh, just overall, are you pretty excited with the the progress that's been made over the past couple of decades? It's very exciting to see the kind of response from the public that we've gotten at the harbor. And, and even in a time when tourism has taken a dip, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, there's so much local support, which is our first commitment and interest in making the harbor a place for Baltimoreans and try to erase that idea that too many Baltimoreans have that it's a place for tourists. It's really for Baltimore first, and we'd love to share it with tourists. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, and we look forward to hearing more about Phase 2 and everything going on at the Inner Harbor. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate your having me on today. This Week in South Baltimore. Say behind. Brought to you by SouthBmore.com. You holler back, they like to shoot the herb of a baby. Baltimore, it's the city that reads and bleeds me more known for all the brilliance it breeds. Half cow away, Billy Holiday got that line dance with Mama K. Roses and rust where we love to play music Tuesday at Sobo Cafe. John Waters with hairspray took it all the way to Broadway. Elijah Cummings, he showed us the way. Elijah, rest in peace and power. Elijah, rest in peace and power. Elijah, rest in peace and power. Never let us astray.